What's up, bossies? It's your host, Shana Kunu, and today I have with me an incredible guest. He's a dear friend of mine. His name is Joel Gasu, and we are not just going to talk business, but we are going to go into all kinds of topics from friendships to relationships and all kinds of things that come together in life. Joel is an upcoming artist. He's just released his new single on Spotify. It's called I Remember by Joey Mojus. So make sure you go ahead and stream and make sure you subscribe to the podcast. I cannot wait to get into it. So let's do it. Welcome to the show, Joey. Thank you. Joey, Joel. I'm like, anything. what anything a great goes. friend I am. I'm mixing your names. Anything goes, <laughs> literally. I laughed so hard when I saw Majus, my Jews. How come that, you know what that reminds me of? What? Tell me. OJ. OJ. Jujus. Well, yeah, that's I, it. I, I gotta the, say. The fresh squeeze, OJ. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess you were asking uh, how I got to that name, right? Yes. So, um, I somehow inherited that name because uh, I used to be active in dancing. And a mm -hmm. good friend of mine, uh, he's called Ermi. I don't know if you know him, Ermi, Ermi Visuals. He's a photographer. Quite known in Switzerland, actually. Back in the days, he was Erman Juice. What do you mean with that? That, that was his name, his dancing uh -huh. name, Erman Juice. And then another friend of mine inherited the name. He was like the junior of him. And he was Kit Manju. He shortened it to Manju. And then when I was training with Kit Manju, he called me Mojuice out of nowhere. Like everywhere I go, my name is Jojo, Mojo, or Mojo Jojo, or Joey. <laughs> And he just went with the flow and said, hey, nice one, Mojuice. So I kind of adapted it and uh, add the Joey in front of it to make it Joey Mojuice. And that's your artistic name, right? Yeah, that's my artist name. Like nice. primarily it started in uh, dancing yeah. and I just adapted it everywhere okay. I go and everything I do. It's quite the funk, like the torch. The funk yeah. has been passed on to me. So yeah. I'm just going to live that nice. funk and keep the nice. name. Very noise. 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 So Joel and I, you know, we know each other from work. Exactly. Tell him about the first time you saw me. The first time I saw you. Yeah. I mean, I was quite nervous because it was my first day. And then you came in and you was like, you were a sunshine. And I thought, <laughs> oh, okay, she's nice. <laughs> and uh, we didn't really talk at first. But then when we got to know that we have similar interests, Right. That's how we got to really talk together. And I found out oh, she's, she's pretty cool. I remember I was like, you know, if he has the swag, you know, we can be <laughs> friends, friends. And it turned out to be the funniest days that we've spent together. It was Literally. the best days. And I really appreciated this. Right now you're still studying actually, right? Yeah, exactly. What do you do? What do you study? Uh, I'm doing my bachelor's in uh, business communications. Yeah. And I'm in my seventh semester right now, going into the eighth. What is it like, you know, being at university and releasing a song, you know, that really does well in the, its first month? Do people well, come to you and they're like, hey, I listened to your song or anything like that? or? Well, it's mostly friends, friends and people that I have in my community that listen to the song. I don't know if anybody from school heard it. I think two or three people heard it. Okay. But um, they don't come to you and they not really just really close friends that that <laughs> gave me feedback about my song. Yeah. 
How come you did that from all the things that you could have done? You know, you also went to university, just like myself, mm -hmm. right? I ended up launching a podcast. How come you said music is something I want to do? Because the song actually, by the way, gotta <laughs> say, <laughs> I was one of the first ones to get to listen to the song prior true, to true. its release because he did this song for his girlfriend. Exactly, yeah. And I remember is a song about your girl. So exactly. how come you make something for a girl just out of fun, just for her? What what was it for? For her birthday or Valentine's? Or it was for an uh, anniversary. For our your third anniversary. anniversary, actually. And uh, I was tied financially. So yeah. I didn't know what to get her because I didn't have enough money to buy anything. And uh, luckily, I have a friend who started producing just recently. And he also released a, an album last year. So I had the idea to write a song because I like writing. Like back in high school, I used to write poems. I even tried uh, slam poetry and all. And then I thought, okay, let me write mm -hmm. something, but let me do it a bit different this time. Uh, why not make a song? Mm -hmm. Because I love music and uh, I play drums. I, I'm trying to learn how to play piano and guitar. And I've been uh, in a musical environment my whole life. I mean, at home, we've been listening to music over and over like 24-7, mm -hmm. uh, I started dancing, which is also part of music. Um, I love singing myself. I used to sing in a, in a gospel choir when I was 15, 16. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, that's how I got to music. And actually music and basketball are my first real love, like things that I really love doing ever since I can really think Yeah, and we bonded actually about basketball as well Ex because yeah. I played basketball my whole youth for everyone who knows or doesn't <laughs> know. <laughs> and I said, hey, I was playing women's league at VfL Bochum in Germany. And you were like, what? And that's how we got to talk about Yeah, that's about how things, we clicked. Right? Yeah, right? exactly. And which is amazing because you say, you know, dancing as well. I mean, we went to dance class together even. Exactly, was, yeah. That was a sick evening. That, that was, was funny. So that was funny. Yeah. That was fun. <laughs> the choreography was fun. That yeah, girl nice raga. And then you say, you know, you played basketball. You recently, did you stop with basketball or do you still continue to play? Or Well, I'm still in a team, but due to the COVID situation, we are not yeah. allowed to train or play games at all. So... But that's more for fun, right? You want to focus yeah. more on music right yeah, now. Yeah, because uh, the ship has, that yeah. ship has sailed, actually, because I, I don't have any chances to become pro right now because yeah. I'm quite old. I mean, old to become <laughs> How a pro. How old are you? I'm 26. It's not that <laughs> He's old. He's like, but, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm quite old. I, mean, I have it's, gray hair. It's too old to become a pro at yeah. this point because yeah. um, like just last summer, I was playing uh, outside in Zurich somewhere. And there was a scout, you know, training kids. Exactly. And you then, me, yeah, yeah, and he, right? he's, he watched me play yeah. and he thought I was good. So he came over to me and asked me, oh, how old are you? I'd like to, you know, send over kids to America to play there. Then when I told him 26, he was like, ah, oh, too bad. <laughs> and that really crushed me. Like, I was so close to, 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 to fulfilling my dream, right? Yeah. To dr my dream to play in America, not... Just in any league. Yeah, It's the just NBA. in any league. Not, not directly NBA, but at least in America where I, where I could, you know, widen my chances. Are there other chances. leagues in America? Well, despite the NBA? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, there are. Right? There are college leagues. Uh, there oh, are, you, that's yeah. what you mean. Okay, exactly. but they draft them quite young right now. I mean, yeah. I think the last big draft that I looked into was still Zion Williams. Yeah, there was two... Um, 
seasons ago exactly yeah. due to the app i looked him up yeah and he was i don't know i think 18 something like he was really young How yeah old he's was, re- he's really i don't remember young. his age but he's really young they yeah. they draft him young and uh he's quite dominant for his age i mean right? he's strong he's tall and he has a dominant game because he uses his body right and yeah that's all that counts i, I mean, mean i i think these days it's more like you know your career in sports it goes until you're like 28 yeah and everything above that is just really your last years yeah, you, <laughs> you just, retire by the age yeah. of 32 something like yeah. this right you retire quite early that's so crazy that's really crazy imagine I mean, like that was so crazy coach saban he's one of the biggest like football coaches in university mm-hmm. football yeah so he had i think an interview with the ncaa and i think he said he drafts them he looks at them when they're like 10 or yeah, 11 really he offers them immediately like a scholarship yeah really a full-blown scholarship to university when they're like 18, 19 yeah, years old. Yeah, I just old. recently saw It's a video crazy. about a nine-year-old uh, kid who plays football. Which one is it? I, I know. I forgot his name, but his father used to be a football player as well, and he trains him at home in his garden and on the park. And he's so motivated, he, and, and he's he, so yeah, cute, and right? He's, yeah. he's, and he's <laughs> really fast, and he already has a deal yeah. with Mississippi. Like He has mm. a promising spot uh, in Mississippi. Damn. Uh, usually it's Alabama. They draft like, they take <laughs> everyone. Coach Saban, he's not kidding around. So I think that's so interesting because you think, you know, in your 20s, that's your prime time, right? Yeah. In everything physically. Physically, Not yeah. just how you look or, oh my God, when you enter your like 30s, you everything. are not young enough. That's yeah. not true, right? But what I mean is in your 20s, in sports, you know, by the end of your 20s, that's basically almost yeah. the end of like your I career. S- I start that's feeling crazy. it now with 26. Yeah. I mean, I'm not as flexible as I used to. I mean, three or four years ago, I could do a full split. But now I'm struggling with a split. I mean, I'm still flexible, I mean, compa- compared I to think, my peers, but yeah. But I think, you know, when you, you know, there are a lot of guys who are 29 and they're better than somebody who's 21. Yeah. You know, that's, it's not about it, but, you know, they can teach you much more and, you know, they can shape you yeah, more you're, when you're, you're younger. You're, right? you're shapeable, yeah. Exactly. You know, that's something you do just to enjoy now yeah. your free time, yeah. right? It's not something exactly. you still have your hopes up or anything. No, no. no. I'm ju- I just do it for fun and uh, yeah. just try to become better at it, uh, better at it just because I mm-hmm. love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I saw the cover art of your uh, single. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's your girl, right? Yeah, it's my girl. So beautiful. You have to check it out, everyone. I remember, what's the name on, on Spotify? It's Joey Joey Mojus. Mojus, yeah. Exactly. It's really such a cool cover art and the song is such a nice flow. Yeah, it's quite funky. Yeah. Soul vibe. Yeah. Try to bring old hip hop back. Right. What do you think, you know, right now when you are doing something like this, you know, we have social media and everything. How does that help or not help? You know, we just talked about TikTok. Yeah, true. <laughs> I remember when you were like, Ugh. I can't even believe you're showing me TikTok. These people can't dance. It's a shame that they, you know, because yeah. we dance. Obviously, we know how to dance. We yeah. were dancers. And that's also something we clicked on because we both yeah, exactly. dance our whole lives. So that's another thing where you're like, 
She looks in the camera, does three moves, doesn't really move dance wise, right? It just right? pops off. She gets and viral. Exactly. For the, no reason. For no reason. It's not a specific talent. It's maybe the look, right? Um, that gets most you likely. go most likely. <laughs> <laughs> you go viral with that. It's, yeah. it's insane. What do you think of you going in a studio, recording for I don't know how many hours, <laughs> making a track, and you see something, <laughs> someone blowing off, just yeah, like for nothing? Well, I often feel overlooked. Yeah. Quite frankly, because um, I mean, talent. <laughs> talent. I yeah. I have some talents that other people don't have who went viral. Mm -hmm. But at at the same time, I'm still here. N not many know me, or just a few know me. People who are around me know me for what I am and what I can do. Mm. But. I think I deserve to get viral as well. <laughs> I mean, I've seen people stand up out of nowhere, make music, they went viral for it, and it's not even that special. I mean, it's, I mean, not that it's bad, it's just mediocre, and they pop off. And uh, I think I did a pretty good job. Uh, the yeah. producer, Simiox, he did, he did a really good job with producing the, the joint. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah let's let's see i'm i'm i will work, continue working with him and uh, there are already two or three tracks in plan mm -hmm. one is already in works got the groundworks done the beat the beat how it should sound and i've written the lyrics already and we just have to wrap it up and finish it and then mm -hmm. the next release will be sometime soon but that's so interesting what you just said you know that you feel overlooked yeah because i feel like a lot of us feel like this especially when you are born with a certain talent yeah and you didn't make it in maybe a specific niche yeah right for me it's always been dancing mm -hmm. you know i never knew how to back in the days we didn't have tiktok we didn't really. have something like instagram right I mean, social media helps a lot i mean along with my song i posted it in my story friends reposted it in their story and then it got around and a lot of people just reposted the post in their stories and got around and i think over 400 people saw it yeah even i shared it through whatsapp but back yeah. in the days when i was a teenager like 16 17 like these teenagers you see on tiktok i did not know what i should do with my uh dancing and i sure did not want to be a background dancer Yeah. Right. That was not even a discussion because I wanted to be yeah. the star. It, it sounds so funny, but I wanted to be in the fr I didn't want to be someone who's in a bag dancing for the star. Right. You wanted to be the star. Exactly. Yeah. And now you see like people like Addison Ray, right? Yeah. She has what, like 160 million followers, something like this on TikTok. It's crazy. It's insane. Right. And you see somebody like, I don't know, Jennifer Lopez or let's take Kevin Hart. Right. Mm -hmm. They work their whole lives to Working get craft. these and even they are lucky to really? become famous to have the stardom to really amass millions they have worked so hard and then you see people i don't want to say it's not as hard but it's just not it's not that hard it's yeah. never as hard i have done tiktoks listen mm -hmm. it's not hard yeah you show me <laughs> uh, yeah exactly it's it's super easy you just set up your camera that you have your iphone camera yep. you have that sound on tiktok you do two or three dances that's it it's not it. something that you work religiously on like you put your heart and soul into it yeah. you know and i think that's so insane that these really days insane. you know people with a lot of real talents 
you know, I think there was a, a video a guy did. He was like an artist or something like this. He worked months and months on a really beautiful art. And there was another girl who just draw like, I think like a stick or something. <laughs> and she went viral. He was like, really? Rage. Yes. And that's, you know, I think, what is it with our generation that things like this, we like them to blow up. We like them to go viral. We support things like this. How come? Like, what is wrong with us? I don't even know. I think it's the meme generation. I mean, everything yeah. is taken lightly. Right. Uh, with humor. And if you if you just do parodies and spoofs, that, that pops off way harder than someone who works hard. Like, you could work hard and I could make fun of your hard work and I'll pop off more than you did. Exactly. That's exactly what That's I That's our mean. generation. <laughs> And if I and if so I could sad. yeah that's it's really, funny it's but it's sad actually. it's really sad I mean yeah. Kevin Hart like take take an example of uh, Kevin Hart just yeah. like you did he's been a comedian for years like twenty years yeah and then he Over became an years. actor and he's still working on on his craft doing new comedy trying to get in new movies and um now yeah. I come I come along and then do a spoof of him I do an impression of him and he. It's really good. Like I'm like, hey, my name is Kevin Hart. Hey, 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 yeah. hey. Like Drain. Buddy. Oh, <laughs> like yeah. Drain. Oh, yeah, like it's something like that. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. if I do a quite okay or a very good impression of yeah. Kevin Hart, that pops up because it's funny. Yeah. And uh, it's funny because the person I'm impersonating is funny as well. And I'm doing a funny thing about a funny person. So it's funny times two. <laughs> <laughs> and the other guy is just funny. So he doesn't really. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's, it's, I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. Yeah. But that's technology, I guess. I mean. I mean, if I had a podcast and there was no social media, I don't know how I should market it. Maybe, yeah. you know, I have to hang up posters, you know. Like, probably. Probably. By and the, the good the environmental old word people of mouth. get angry at you for the posters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, and the good old word of mouth. I mean, yeah. I think that would be the only two things. I think these days it's a lot more easier to market something. These comedians, these people wouldn't have this fame if they didn't have these social media outlets exactly. that help them to you know I mean, a amass a following for, yeah. to get more engagement and all Just these to things. reach the world the whole world actually exactly i you think even reach aliens if they're listening <laughs> to us right now <laughs> you know diane you know diane von furstenberg she's like that designer not that you need to know her but she's a designer all right. you know for like she makes female wrap dresses that's okay, how she okay. got famous and she said if i had back in the days what you guys had it's so much more easier yeah you know in terms of marketing because she said but until she opened her stores in china and whatever mm -hmm. it took so much hard work to market a product that is known worldwide yeah that's what i thought about lately it was you know we had those five four or five top models back in the days it was naomi it was Cla Banks. claudia schiffer cindy crawford yeah it was christy turlington those women yeah, were yeah. known worldwide yeah everyone knew when you were in europe even in america everyone knew who heidi klum is everyone knew who true, naomi true. is but they did not have social media no no i could ask my dad who's gisela Bündchen, who's naomi he would know of course yeah, those are know. if i ask my dad now who is kylie jenner he could not tell me no he doesn't know but it's only i think our generation also 
who knows these people yeah. through social media. Through, yeah, exactly. And they are not, even though they are known worldwide and they have so many, like 160 millions of followers, I think being known like Naomi Campbell is known is still different. Do you well, think that too? Those, those celebrities are icons. Icons, exactly. So right. now I think that's what distinguishes those celebrities from those that we have now. Mm -hmm. You can be a celebrity quite quickly and be famous and superstar or whatever and earn your millions, mm -hmm. but becoming an icon or a legend, that's what's really hard. Right. And I think, you know, what's also incredible is, you know, when we talk about legends, like let's say we take Kobe Bryant, or someone who, yeah, who took his Tuesday whole, will be one year. Right? Oh. I cannot even believe that's how last year started. That's all yeah. we had to know to know, okay, this is going to be a miserable year, 2020, right? I mean, yeah, literally. Are you, I mean, you know, he hugged me. You know, yeah, I, you told me, yeah, and I'm still this, jealous. Yeah. Here's the story of me meeting Kobe Bryant. I knew he had a guest appearance in a, you know, it was mm -hmm. like a launch club in Dusseldorf in Germany. I was in high school still. I was in 11th grade, I think, in Germany. And it was one night that I knew, okay, he's going to be there. And that's where I was still playing for VfL Bochum. So I was, um, no, I think I didn't even play anymore. I didn't play anymore. I just played for fun. I stopped playing for VfL Bochum at age 17. And then I was, I think, 18, something like this. Because you wanted to dance, right? Or something like that. Yeah, no, I just... It, this is also the weirdest thing. I fell out with my passion, kind of. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, it was so strange because, you know, I think I, I do believe that you throughout your life have different passions. And But that's you, quite typical for 14 years to just lose right? interest in something. I mean, I quite But lost basketball? interest in basketball for a while because I thought practice is a drag. Yeah. But then at some point I just realized practice is necessary and then I just got to love basketball again yeah. i think that's that's a stage in in your teen years that it happens and i think for me also i had my best friend uh, samira was her name and she and i we always played together and everything shout out to samira <laughs> yeah shout out to her <laughs> i mean she has been i mean even now thinking back of her sometimes i still think back of her because our teenage years together were the best we were that kind of friendship who would see each other literally the whole day yeah. and then go home and call each other yeah. for the whole afternoon yeah. and just be together 24-7. We were like in love with one like another. Like sitcom besties. Yeah, it was <laughs> literally like that. And it was the best kind of friendship. You know, we were also, we had this competition kind of, mm -hmm. but in the most healthiest way. We yeah. would see, okay, she has better grades. I have to do better. Oh, you that's, know, that's, that, great. that's nice. That kind of friendship, that kind of, you know, pushing you each, other. each other. Up. Yeah. Exactly. And I remember when we both, you know, we both didn't play anymore and she didn't play anymore. And for me, you know, it was weird just playing myself. Yeah, so we friend, both, yeah. yeah. And I think the team was like crumbling, something like this. Not a lot of girls were in the team anymore that we used to play with. And that that's on that. Totally relatable. But I just loved still to go on the court and yeah. just um, play basketball with you know, people from my neighborhood. Yeah. Because we all knew each other. We would plan the games in the summertime. So it was just for fun. I love to still do it. 
And so I remember I knew Kobe was coming and I was like, but will he really come? You know, mm -hmm. I, and I was like, maybe <laughs> this club is lying. Like it's, it's a lie, yeah. but I, I mean, will be there. Legend. I will be there. And if he's not going to come, you know, whatever. But what if he comes? I'm, I have to get in. Yeah. And it was really hard to get in because it was one of those high-end clubs where you have to be on the guest list and whatever. It's Dusseldorf. It's, it was next level. But I managed everything a week prior yeah, to yeah. get into that club. <laughs> oh, wow. And I, had, I took three Full friends. Effort. Three friends of mine, they came with me. They also did everything to get into it. And they were like, oh my God, he's not coming. Because the guy on the mic, he was like, you know, Kobe Bryant's going to be here tonight. Kobe Bryant's going to be here. And, you know, he should have, I think, appeared at like... Because it started quite early. The, mm -hmm. It was like an event, right? Okay, okay. So it started quite early. It was like 10 p.m. Yeah. Uh, you know, usually in a club, you just go there at 12 p.m. But yeah. it was 10, 10 p.m. And... So we were waiting and he was not there. He was not coming, yeah. He didn't come at 11. He didn't come up, you know, 12. And then, and they were like, Shara, see, we told you they were lying. He's not coming. And then they were like, he's in the building. And the I lost my shirt. I, I wish you could have seen I me. I can only imagine. I pushed everyone aside. I ran. Get out of the way. Kobe's here. Kobe. <laughs> I ran to him so quick so quick i was the first one in front of him and he was like hello and he was with bodyguards and everyone you know yeah, of course a whole entourage around him so I, you could not just simply go there mm -hmm. right they were like excuse yeah, yeah. me what do you want and i was like i just need to tell him and he was like let her talk to me and oh, i was wow. like ah, it's happening. Oh my God. yeah and he, I, i was like Can I please take a picture with you? I'm your biggest fan. You've been such an inspiration to me. And my whole youth, I played basketball and you're somebody I looked up to and I have your poster on my wall. <laughs> I was like the crazy. <laughs> I, everything I wanted to say had to come out in that moment. And he was like, out of you. He, he said, I'm not allowed to take any pictures tonight, but give me a hug and I will never forget. He had the longest arms that there he are. He has a wingspan. Huge. Arms and I was like, "What is this?" And <laughs> everyone, you know, all my friends in the back, and they were like, "What? How What are you gonna happening? get a hug from Kobe Bryant?" <laughs> and it was the craziest thing. And the next morning, I was the first person at our neighborhood basketball court to tell everybody and they were like you're full of shit and i took my friends with me so they so could, they can they can back you up yeah they can back <laughs> me up and because everyone saw i had three friends with me and I, everyone saw it and they were like no we saw him see and you could google it yeah and you could see that he was uh at In this the club, event yeah. yeah so it was just you know everyone was like oh my god Shana, he hugged you i also wanted a hug and All of a sudden, everyone wanted a hug. Yeah, like, yeah. I was like, no, I'm like, so special. <laughs> I got wow. one. And I will nice. never forget. It was, it was the weirdest thing also. You know, a week prior to his passing, that's what I thought of. And then a week later, he passed. Like, I thought, for no reason, I thought, of, oh my God, that time when he hugged me and I saw him. And a week later, I was like, that's kind of weird. And crazy, really, but yeah. it is. Yeah, because it's like right. other, you know, you feel certain things with yeah. certain people, I think. That is, like, really, I was in practice that week. Like, it was an, it, it happened on a Sunday, right? So, mm. um, I think it was a Friday. I, I, I went to practice. and We had a scrimmage in the end. So, we played, I guess, three, three versus three, three on three. And then uh, I had a good run. I scored quite much and 
I felt unstoppable that night. And then my friend told me, today you, you, you quite look like Kobe on the court, how you played and how you did your finishes and how you shot, shot your shots and all. So I was really honored. I was like, wow, he told me I, I play like Kobe. So I went with the feeling. <laughs> he was like, also yeah. full of shit, but okay. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Come on, yeah, no. No, no I really I really took it as a compliment yeah. and was really honored yeah. to be called Kobe like. Yeah. And uh yeah, then a few days later he just passed. And I was like, Oh hell no. It's so strange, you know, idols, when you grow up with them. You think they never die. You think they're like untouchable. They're, yeah. they're you Invincible. know, ma- yeah, and they're immortal. immortal they're yeah. kind of like immortal to you. And then you see something like this a man who has achieved everything you could think of in terms of success yeah. monetarian success, athletic success, fame. On a personal matter, he has a family. Yeah. He had everything you can imagine. And this is happening. And I think when someone, because we talked about icons and legends, people like this, they leave a whole legacy. A huge something, legacy. Something that they inspired people with. Yeah. You know, they didn't do Mamba anything mentality. only for themselves. Yeah. They did it for the next generation. And I think that is such a beautiful thing. Yeah, really. Yeah. Like Mamba mentality is what sticks with a lot of basketball fans or Kobe Bryant fans. I mean, that really shaped us, like the generation that followed Kobe. Mamba mentality will never die. Like, his spirit is still with us. Did you see the speech Michael Jordan gave? And he yeah. cried? Yeah. And he was like, oh no, I'm gonna be another me. <laughs> <laughs> that was legendary. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> the Michael Jordan crying me. It's one of the best things that happened to the internet ever. Yeah. Honestly. And currently, it's the Bernie meme. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about that. Did you see? First of all, I need to talk about the inauguration day drip. Are you kidding me? How? The Obamas? Oh, 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 oh. Did you see how Michelle ran the show? She was no. like, mm, you would think this was the third term for the Obamas. Yeah, because they were hyped more than. I was like, Oh, look at Kamala. Okay, look at her coming through. <laughs> and Michelle looking better than she has ever looked. Yep. You know, people wearing Dior, Air Dior's. Yep. I'm like, what is happening? Like, what is this drip? She, she came in with the fours. Like, I'm talking Star Wars type. Everyone, shit. though. But <laughs> everyone had such, you know, the outfits were on another level. Yep. I loved it. The Obamas were like, been here, done that. You yep. know, it's our thing. We veterans. We <laughs> legends. <laughs> and Bernie was just like, you know. And his comment on the picture was, he was just trying to keep warm. Exactly. He also said it. I think he was on a, on a news show. And he was like, honestly, I, I never thought about this going viral because I just try to keep warm. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, this is the funniest thing ever. And did you see the Rihanna post? No, I didn't see oh it. Oh my God. She literally took out trash bags yeah. in like her typical sexy Rihanna look. Mm. And she said just here to help hashtag we did it joey she was taking out the <laughs> trash so, oh, like the wow trunks. she was taking out the trash yeah she took them out <laughs> but i think it's just so crazy you know i remember when trump was that was um, the title of my song i remember exactly <laughs> <laughs> don't don't forget to stream to download to like to subscribe <laughs> no but uh, you know what's so crazy i remember when the Americans voted for Trump and he became president. I was like, how st- 
stupid. You know, how can that happen anyway? But I was like, as long as it doesn't hurt us or has an influence to people in Europe, you know, where we are, yeah. I don't care. But it quite did. But then <laughs> it really <laughs> took a turn and it really hit us, you know. A surprising from awakening when, when that hit. <laughs> exactly and i was like wait what what do you mean you're stepping out of the climate you and china you're producing all these emissions yeah. you're the worst countries for you know global warming and it without you trying warming. to better yourself you know it's bad for us and then obviously all the other crazy things that started i mean yep we don't this even is... want to mention. We don't want to. <laughs> we don't want to. We don't want to go into that. We, That's we too don't go there. <laughs> That's too depressing. Twenty twenty was depressing enough. Mm -hmm. I mean, how did you cope with twenty twenty? Was it? How was that for you? I mean, we saw each other just for I think a couple of months. Couple of months, like, right? You know, how is it now? Because now until I think February. Yeah. We are still in quarantine here in Switzerland. Is there anything, you know, that you say, it held me back so much, this quarantine, this COVID, I could have done this and that more, you know, um, in terms of, you know, your career maybe or personal life? I mean, in the beginning, I thought, okay, because we're in quarantine, I have so much time. Let me just use this time to build up, like build on myself and uh, work on my crafts and whatever but in the end i didn't do as much as i thought i would mm -hmm. and i started feeling bad because i see people starting businesses and uh <laughs> you know losing weight or, or become shredded as shit out of nowhere and i'm sitting here gaining weight losing my my athleticism um i don't know not really getting more knowledge and <laughs> I was like, yeah, <laughs> okay, well, then I'm a fucking loser, right? But uh, then at some point, I just realized, okay, it's to each its own. Because um, mm -hmm. maybe I, sh I should just use this time to, you know, calm down and, uh, you know, refresh my spirit and uh, just, you know, refuel my motivation. Mm -hmm. Because, uh, I mean, school stress is quite weighing me down because... We have a lot of exams. I have my bachelor thesis that I have to write. And uh, besides that, I'm working 80%. So 80% work and then school together. It feels like you wor you're working 150%. You don't have, have much time for uh, free time. So I have to calculate time for my girlfriend, for my family, for, for the <laughs> things I love doing. Mm -hmm. So I ended up just, you know, try to leave out all my... All my all my hobbies and and dreams and 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 uh, expectations and slept like five four hours per night just to you know use the day to the fullest as much as I could even though I I, I was often tired I just felt like let me just live try to live as best as I can mm -hmm. and uh, I even started learning Japanese no way <laughs> get out of here <laughs> um, i'm still i'm still a beginner but uh actually i i love i love watching anime and a, what, a, oh yeah you told yeah, me that and a very good friend like one of my best friends she's half japanese shout out to kyo and uh she used to teach me a bit of japanese every now and then and she only spoke japanese sometimes and uh like 
funny enough, I understood sometimes. Yeah. Asia, obviously, you think, okay, you know, they, the cultures must be really similar from yeah. China to Japan, but it's so different. It's I really think it's different. so interesting. Those two things are something that I quite recently learned right, yeah. about their cultures because it's all started with my famous matcha <laughs> that I drink in the morning. And I love sushi. Yeah, and because sushi. of those two things, I looked so much into the Japanese culture. And it's so interesting how they have such a different way of living and their beliefs and their culture, how different it is than what you will see in China. Yeah. Because when you go to the Middle East, for example, where I'm from, when you go to North Iraq, our culture is similar to the one in Iran, right? Yeah. So it's not a big difference. We all have the same kind of um, way of living. Our food is pretty similar. Yeah. And um, also the way our culture is lived and how family and things are, how we rank those kind of things yeah, yeah. are pretty similar. And then you go to, you know, Saudi Arabia maybe, and it's, uh, you know, a little more stricter with their culture and everything. But a lot of things are so similar. Yeah. But then I never knew that China and Japan are so different in their They're cultures. They're really different. They're so really crazy. Different. Yeah. But what I want to know is your university, is it something that you do just to have something secure? You know, yeah, quite. You obviously had already a little bit of success with your first single. You want to go into that yeah, music. Music and basketball have always been my first loves and I think... Yeah. Uh, I mean, the ship had sailed for for basketball, and uh, I mean, music is timeless. You 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 don't have yeah. a timestamp like expiring. It date. depends, so though. It depends. It I depends mean, because you know, Dr. Dre said music is a young man's game. Yeah, that's but it. you are exactly I mean, young. I'm quite I mean, young. He I mean, means, I think he said when you are fifty or like yeah. something like this. So I still got right? like yeah. But it depends also who you are. Go. Like Diddy still makes fire ass tracks but he was he was famous when he was young so he yeah. took that with him exactly what do you think about the music these days <laughs> it's i think chris rock said it the best that when he said i love hip-hop but you know you could back in the days when people would say oh hip-hop is so horrible for example mm -hmm. right you could defend it and say you know tupac is great <laughs> uh, um, Biggie is great, but you cannot defend. I see you know, to the window, <laughs> to the wall, to the sweat drop of my vault. <laughs> I see where this is going. Yeah. yeah, and he, you know, what do you think of? You know, obviously your song has a lot of meaningful lyrics. It's a yeah. song to your girlfriend. It's something completely different that you will hear. Maybe um, Tiger talk in his, yeah. you know, in his lyrics. Yeah, I try to be to to you know keep away from profanity in my songs because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't want to be that type of guy who you know cusses and talks down on women, like objectifying women. Like mm -hmm. that's who I am. So it has to you know exactly. be. You you have to hear that out of my songs that I'm. <laughs> So this you, type of guy. you keep your standards, like even though, yeah. you know, maybe something else will sell quicker and maybe be famous easier. Yeah. You don't care because... Like, I do it for myself. I'll do, I do it because I yeah. love it. And uh, I don't want to, you know, change who I am just, yeah. just to become famous or something. I mean, fame is not the goal. I mean, it would be nice, but it's not my goal. It's just, I just want to fulfill something for myself. And even if this dream doesn't take worldwide, I'm I'm content with what I created because 
I can say, hey, I did something that I really loved and uh, mm -hmm. I wouldn't regret it. Who are your artists that you like to listen to yourself? Well, there are a lot of um, artists that shaped me. I mean, uh, mm -hmm. I started loving hip hop when I was a little kid. I mean, back in my grandmama's house, I always used to run around and say, I see you <laughs> when we get there. Like Coolio or yeah. Puff Daddy. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, I'll be missing you. Back that, in that's, the days, that's who he was. Puffy. He yeah, wasn't Puffy. P. Diddy. He, he was P. Puffy. That's Puffy. how we got to know him. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, then I started listening to Bow Wow. Like li literally, exclusively <laughs> Bow Wow. I was, I was, I was the hardest. Really. Basketball is my favorite sport. <laughs> I like the way they dribble up down the court. Yeah, like, yeah. I was a hard Bow Wow stand. Get no joke. Here. Shout out to Shad Moss. You know, my, first, <laughs> my first album was The Chronic by Dr. Dre. The Chronic. Uh, and then the second album, um, it was Tupac's Greatest Hits. Mm -hmm. And then randomly I threw in Britney Spears, I'm a Slave for You album. All right. Super weird. I know it doesn't fit into it, but hip hop has been such a big, I think big, back in the days, it was also something that came into, you know, being something fresh new cool yeah, yeah. it was different now it's part of our culture you know it's something normal accessible yeah, exactly. back in the days they had to actually fight yeah. for being able to do these songs yeah for me it was the chronic and i the think chronic. it's these songs are timeless they're forever someone like dr dre tupac producers those classic rappers you know it's once every 100 years someone like yeah, this is born but uh i think the first real I mean, not that the others are not real hip-hop artists. I mean, the first real inspiration that I had that really led me into hip-hop, I think that was LL Cool J. Yeah. Mama said knock. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna <laughs> knock you out. Like He did He did the, a song with, um, <laughs> with, with Jennifer Lopez, with J-Lo. Yeah. I, and German Dupree um, produced it, Control Myself. Yes. Wasn't it also, um, no, that was just Emery Paradise. Yeah, yeah Paradise with Emery. Yeah. So, yeah, I really loved the song. So I thought I need to find out who LL Cool J was. So I really went on the net. Back in the days, I didn't really have, a, you know, I didn't get money allowance from my parents or yeah. I didn't have no money. So I went off, went to the internet and got it from, like, let me be frank, I pirated every <laughs> album that I have. Like, yeah. <laughs> we all did that. So yeah. I had, I downloaded, downloaded his whole discography right and uh listen to his song that that's what introduced me to hip-hop really like i was maybe 12 13 years old yeah i mean hey lover from him is one yeah. of my favorites hey lover is just one and song that i really love i actually invited him to this podcast but he didn't have time to oh, make it i bad. mean they were like maybe on another occasion yeah. i was like because i really wanted him on the show if, it's like let me try if, if sometime if sometimes he will come on a podcast i'll invite just, you to just take yeah. this piece of this snippet of this recording and say he and, show, and show him and tell him <laughs> no I'm, I'm talking directly to you ll cool j <laughs> If one day you're on this podcast and you hear this, I respect you. I respect your work. Thank you for introducing me to hip hop. Yeah. Message. Message <laughs> <And> delivered. Hopefully, <laughs> if he's going to listen to it. I mean, I even showed you his daughter, Samaria, yeah, exactly. right? Because I ordered her jeans. And I think I love what I love about LL are so many things. Ladies love Cool J. But yeah. here, here's the thing. 
first of all, but he's lads love Cool J too. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you know, the thing is, no, no, seriously. What I really appreciate about him, he's like a man of religion. Yeah. And throughout his whole life, he's been with one wife only faithful yeah faithful and he has created a legacy from him for himself and is such a great role model someone yeah. you can really look up to he has created a beautiful family with beautiful children yeah. and now he has launched that's why i wanted to have him on a podcast in the first place he has created this radio show where he goes back to old school hip-hop yeah you told me about it yeah, yeah it, it was really cool and i think he really um helps young artists something like this i have to look into it a little bit more but he's really someone who's you know i mean the kangaroo yeah hat. <laughs> the, the <laughs> i wore it because Legendary. yeah i wore it because of him i have i had one in white and i saw it in a video clip and i was like i, I gotta have it gotta I, have I, it. I gotta have the swag <laughs> i gotta have the drip i i need to do this rock the bells yes <laughs> so he's somebody who you look up to and who really shaped you in your musical career kind of right yeah going into music falling in love with music yeah like really him usher i got to love r&b through usher Yeah. I must mention him and uh, nowadays I listen to a lot of uh, J Cole. Oh. Um, first things first, rest in peace Uncle Phil. Yeah, rest in peace <laughs> Uncle real. Phil. You're the only father that I would knew. <laughs> I would be better you. <laughs> yeah, that's the lyrics yeah, you I got know. it down, right? Yeah. Um yeah, J Cole because um he, he he says it how it is. Yeah. And, and he delivers messages. Yes. And that's that's what I, you know, value in hip hop. Like I like telling stories with my with my lyrics. But that's and, what um, hip hop, real true hip hop is yeah. about. Yeah. Right? That's the essence of hip hop is exactly. actually delivering an important message. Yeah. Saying something with the words that you use. It's not about I got a badass bitch bouncing on my You nah, know, it's not, nah, it's not what we that. know about. But yeah, we glorify yeah. that somehow. I don't know. But uh, mm -hmm. real message is always uh, the essence of hip hop. That's why I love Nas mm -hmm. so much. Oh, Elmatic, my favorite album. <laughs> so for me, you know, Elmatic from Nas has shaped everything from like represent and halftime. All these songs are legendary and i listen to them still when i work out ilmatic is my workout list yeah that's the only songs that get me into the workout mode for me it's untitled because uh that really you know strengthened okay. me during my high school days i mean it, it has a it talks about racial differences mm -hmm. and uh that really helped me you know mm -hmm. find identity i mean apparently i'm black mm -hmm. and um Apparently, no. <laughs> you're like apparently. Apparently, apparently. You know the apparently, like, kid. Apparently, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and yeah, like I found identity in being black mm -hmm. while listening to his album. I mean, in one track, he says, um, "They say we n i double g e r, we are much more, but still they choose to ignore." Like that mm -hmm. kind of, mm -hmm. you know, it has a strong message. Mm -hmm. And How do you, you know, but because you, unlike Nas, you grew up in Ghana and you, or you were born in I was, Ghana. I was born in Zurich you, actually. And oh. with one, with the age of one, my parents sent me to my grandma and my aunt in Ghana. I lived there for three years. Then I came back with, when I was four. And so you were four years old and you grew up basically in Zurich, in yeah. Switzerland, right? Yeah. How was that experience for you? 
with all the things going on in America right now, I'm I'm glad that I, I wasn't raised in America. But it's not right now. Right now, it's I mean, only it's being been, reported because it's been, yeah, true, more, true. And more, more and more people been, speak up about it. It's been it. like that for a long while, I mean. Because my mother, she said, Shana, when I came to Germany back in mm -hmm. the days, you know, 20, 30 years ago when my parents came to Germany, she said, listen, America always had these problems since I'm a child and I was in Iraq. America always had these racial problems mm -hmm. and they still have it. It's insane because yeah. it's who who made your country. It's yeah. literally based off black people, based off Native Americans who yeah. made your country, who built your country. Those yeah. are the real Americans. It's so unnecessary, this whole really, conversation really. that they still do this after all they have overcome. There needs to be one racist leader. He can stir up just a little. That's how you see how unstable yeah. a country is, how easy. So true. How easy you can just, you know, tell people, you know, these people are good. These people are bad guys. Right now, if you just changed police laws, reformed laws in police departments, yeah. that would look still so much more different than yeah, it, what like it is right it now, comes right? To, it all comes down to accountability. Exactly. Yeah. Because of my skin tone, I've, I've experienced things that really, you know, broke me at some point, like... Mm -hmm. It really got that bad that I hated being black. Oh, really? Yeah, I hated being black because I was just picked on by every everyone, like even When random kids. When you were kids. little? Or When I was little, yeah. What age were you then? I was, that was maybe eight to f 14 years yes. old. Okay, so it was when you were in school. Yeah, that was when okay. I was in school. And so uh, kids would pick on you and there yeah. were... Okay. I mean, mostly microaggressions, but some would really go to the extent to just spitting my hair for no reason or just mm. throw something at me for no reason. Okay. I don't know. Maybe, I mean, it might be a racial thing. Maybe just because kids are cruel, but uh, in kids the end... Kids are little monsters. Yeah, kids are little monsters sometimes. Yeah. But yeah, I, I felt just, I felt left out sometimes when I was the only one being picked on just because of my skin tone. I mean, I fall out, like... Mm -hmm. I, I can never go unnoticed. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm the one black kid in the midst of, <laughs> yeah, of <I'm> no <laughs> You're like, a I'm lot the of one. white kids. So <laughs> yeah, I guess that's why I was uh, I felt prey to 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 those kind of bullies, and uh, I came to you know hate being black sometimes. Like sometimes I really just uh, gave my parents the fault that they're black, that they gave birth mm -hmm. to a black child. You know, the one one guy just called me the N word, and I was really hurt. And uh, the first thing that came to my mind was, you know, just bash his face, like just throw some punches until he <laughs> falls over and <laughs> never stands up That's again. Such like, a good way to handle <laughs> a situation. Because uh, yeah. I really got in a lot of fights because of that, and um, and it builds up, right? It, That's it builds why. Up. Uh, That's why I yeah. always had these outbursts. I always freaked out. I, I was in rage. I was like a ticking time bomb. If if you say something wrong, I just got angry and wanted to, you know. I had yeah. sometimes even had killing intent because I was this angry. But that moment when the yeah. guy told me, uh, said, uh, told me the N-word, I just felt calm for no reason. I don't know. I haven't felt that calm ever in my life. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And I just forgave him and I went up to him and said, yeah, I'm a nigger and I'm proud of it. And that's when my, my whole life changed, actually. I started gaining confidence. Was it really so instinctive that you said all these things by yourself? 
yeah it was it was it was quite an instinct mm -hmm. uh, because my parents i don't know uh, they always told me i mean my parents are uh, really um they 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 big big in faith my mm -hmm. father is a pastor has his own ministry so i'm a pastor's kid yeah Oh, that's so cool. Wait, I didn't, you didn't tell me. I told you my husband's uh, father, you know, my yeah. father-in-law is a pastor. You never told me that your wait, dad is a pastor. Wait a freaking minute. <laughs> Get out of here. I don't, I don't really like telling people that I'm a pastor's kid. Cause Why? I don't know. Uh, there's this stigma that pastor's kids are bad kids. So I'm just Really? Wanna, yeah. I did not know. Yeah. You could go like I could. I could go on. What do you mean, the, bad kids? I could go on the gram and show you show you some memes about pastors kids being the worst. <laughs> yeah, because they're really. probably they have to. You know, they have to. Everyone has the notion that they're good people. Yeah, and so they can behave badly. Maybe people that forget way. that we're normal people. Like we're not holy. We're not uh, <laughs> even even. No, though, I can assure you guys, he's not holy. <laughs> no, come on, okay, what what do you mean? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, so, yeah, that's why I never. I, th I think I never felt the urge to tell you or some. But yeah. you know, you know that I do believe in God and Jesus, yeah. and the Holy Spirit. So um, that that's what counts. Do you think that's something that really helps you through life? You know, when you, for really? example, something won't work for you, or you have to something you work for so hard doesn't um, go the way you want it to yeah. go. Do you think when you have that strong belief in God? He, you yeah. you are much more calmer, much more patient with his timing, maybe. Or yeah, because uh, going through life, I mean, I've, everybody goes through hardships, and what helps me is, you know, knowing that no matter how hard or how bad the situation is, mm -hmm. um, at some point uh, God will provide. Mm -hmm. And uh, even though I'm, I don't know. I might be in debt or I might be in big doo-doo problem, <laughs> but at some point I'll just know, okay, God will provide. I'll just have to do my best and persevere and, uh, you know, I get out of it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, at the end of the tunnel, there's always a bright light. There's always the green land waiting for me. I mean, the promised land is coming. So I should just, you know, stay faithful and uh, believe that everything will be all right because uh, he never, you know, forsakes his people. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's what helps me through life, actually. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's this, the exact same. For yeah. me, it took me a lot of time, you know, to actually find my relationship to God. It's it's a hard process. Yeah, it's an ongoing process yeah, also. Yeah, and uh, yeah. you might doubt every now and then, but... Uh, but it, that's so normal. I... I I uh, recently saw a study that said <laughs> people on my podcast are like, another study? <laughs> Shut up, stop. And I'm like, you know, the girl that will read through an entire empirical study. Yeah. But, you know, I think they said every European um, doubts, you know, God around four or five times maybe throughout, I don't know, their life, something like this. Yeah, but for me, it's growth. never that doubt. Honestly, it took me a long time to build a relationship because yeah. for me, it was more, you know, I had neglected this first. Are you hungry? No, I'm just digesting. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you remember the Mauni situation? About yeah, if you're downy. We bought brownies from downstairs and he was like, he pointed to the brownie and he said to me, Shana, if you're downy, eat it. And I was like, 
taking the longest time and i was like a mountie he's like are you dumb i'm holding a brownie in my hand what is the damn mountie i was like i don't know i just wanted something that rhymes he was like yeah the brownie duh. <laughs> now that you have done you know you're single and everything what would be like something that a next step for you is there something that you say hey i want to do that i want to continue to strive for something more here and there well what i've always wanted to do like a good friend of mine his name is chris hands down one of the dopest i mean when not the dopest pianist i know in the whole white switzerland whole white yeah. i thought you say no, world no, no. switzerland <laughs> the whole <laughs> wide switzerland he's the best pianist i know and uh very talented and gifted um artist yeah uh, he's a brother to me and uh he and i we wanted to you know make something with music you know start a gospel community where we can just you know jam out or have concerts or whatever uh, my girlfriend she's a singer too exactly you sh yeah. showed me she yeah. she has a single out too it's called uh, it won't last her singer name is Yanni Loire. It's actually just her first well, and second name. Well, then you know name. exactly what won't last. <laughs> <laughs> it's the old relationship. Nah. I no, mean... It, she was she, like she, hinting. She's she, like, she talks, sweetie, I'm hinting. She, talk, she talks uh, about, you know, a relationship that won't last, but... <laughs> but well, but yeah. it, it's not about Son. us. It's just fictive. Son, listen. When, when she wrote that song, I was like... What you mean? Are you trying less? to leave me? What you mean? <laughs> I, yeah. I'm writing you. I remember and <laughs> a love song, and you're like, it won't last. <laughs> I should have put that in the song and said, I remember when you wrote, it won't last. No, exactly. <laughs> no, yeah. no, it's not. It's just a fictive story, actually. Mm. So yeah, mm -hmm. and she's a very. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, I know. I, no, she's a very. She's a dope singer. Like, yeah, uh, yeah you should. Hands down, hands down, best vocalist I know. Same as Chris, best pianist I know. And uh, yeah, like we would lo love to do something with music. I mean, Caesar Simix, the one who produced my song, uh, he would like to, you know, work together as well. Like we would love to do something and just create a community where we could just jam out, create, uh, create things for our generation. Well, thank you so much for sharing that with us. I believe there's a lot coming. And we'll see a lot more of you, or let's say we hear a lot more of you. So yeah, thank you so much for being part of this. Thank you for having me. I feel honored. Thank you so much. It was I was like me and nobody on Bossy and Glossy. No, but you're <laughs> you're a good friend of mine, and I think it's so inspiring your story now Appreciate with your song with your single out, and I think it's everything that comes together you know having friends on the show it's beautiful it's, uh, it's you know a valuable conversation i think people will appreciate this anyway yeah i'm, re I'm really excited thank you thank <laughs> you joelle and um make sure bosses you subscribe to our podcast on apple itunes on spotify podcasts we are also on amazon podcast and google podcast so yep. we are everywhere everywhere <laughs> make sure you subscribe we are also, you know, we've launched our YouTube channel, Bossy and Glossy. Make sure you subscribe there to check out the latest videos and behind the scenes of the podcast. So yes, yes. 
Thank you so much for tuning in. And until next week, bossies. Bye. Peace, love, rubber gloves. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>